Good morning, guys. Good afternoon. Good night. Whatever time it is that you're listening. I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and it's good to be back as we talk about James. We read through it and see who God is, who man is, and how we can apply these things to our lives. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we're on James chapter 1, 12 through 18. Go ahead and stop the tape, read it, and come back, and we'll answer the questions. But if you have then there is no delay, my friends. Let's dive on deep into what James is saying. So what is James saying here in chapter 1, 12 through 18? Well, he's saying that uh, we should be blessed, blessed, like uh, good, um, great, happy is the man who endures through these trials and t- tribulations, man, these temptations that may occur in us. It says, because when we have endured then we receive the crown of life. What is a crown of life? Um, well, it's been promised to us. <laughs> Something that God has promised to us is a crown of life. And I think the crown of life is actually life eternal with him. Um, I, I've been going through a study with uh, in John with a friend. And, um, and we actually went through First uh, John here in um, maybe, maybe two series ago. And in those uh, discussions, I talked about what life means in John and what it means is that we have this relationship with the, the triune God. We have this relationship with Jesus, the Father and the Spirit. And that is what life is. It's not the fact that after we die, we continue to live, but it is really being put into another realm of existence and dim- another dimension, per se, because we have uh, communion with the God of all things. And I I think that is the promise. That is what he has promised to us who love him is that we will have a relationship with him. And this relationship creates in us life that we will live eternally, but it is also, we will live eternally with him. And so it's those who endure that we get this relationship, but it's, it's not the fact that those who endure, it's really those who love him, you see, because those who love him will endure. It's the ones who have placed their trust in him, the ones who have committed their lives to Jesus. Those are the ones who will endure. It's the very fact that they have committed their lives to Christ, that, that he gives us his spirit, and then it causes us to endure. So I, I don't want to say that uh, um, it is the fact that we have endured that we receive the crown of life. But the crown of life we received because we love him, which we've committed our life to him, which allows us to endure all these particular trials. But the thing is this, he continues to say is that hey, when, when we do go through these trials and these tribulations and we do end up messing up, because I know we do, guys, we all fail, we all stumble, we all fall into these trials and uh, sin. But he says, don't think that God is the one that caused you to sin. Like when you're placing these trials and these tribulations, it is not God's fault that we sin, but it is our own fault. It says it's our own desires, our own lusts that draw us away. It's our own uh, uh, sin nature that causes us to fall to these temptations that happen. And the reason this is so is because God is not tempted by evil, nor does he tempt 
anyone with evil. He himself does not tempt anyone with evil. We are all lured away by our own lust. We're all lured away by our own desires. And then he goes further to say, so if he's not tempted by evil or he doesn't be tempting with evil, he says that he is a God of good gifts. Every good gift, every perfect good gift comes from above and it comes down from the father. Now, he says the father of lights. This is unique. Uh, it's not not often um, um, talked about. I was, I was going through this with a buddy earlier and he says this is a unique term and I'm not even sure if it's even used in the New Testament at all or even in the Old Testament, the father of lights. But James uses this uh, in a sense of, of recognizing that he is the, the one who created all things. Uh, he is the one who has put spun all things into existence. He is the father of lights, the celestial bodies in the sky. And so being the father of lights, this is his nature to create and to do good because Genesis, it talks about everything that he created says it was good. It was good. Well, God being good, he continues to say, does not change. He says, there's no variation or shifting of shadow. He says, all of the lights and the stars in the sky that move and change and and you see them and they're here one second, and they're in a different place the next. He says, God is not like that. He is unlike all creation. He is holy or separated from all of creation. He says he doesn't change like that, man. And then he, he, he continues to refer to, to us as that creation. He says, just as he is the father of lights, just as he has begotten, uh, um, um, just as he be, begotten the, the stars in the sky, it says that, that he begets us, that he births us. And he does it by the word of truth, the gospel. And it says, and that gospel makes us a first fruit, a kind of first fruit of all creation. It's, it's a promise um, that he promises that life, because that life not only continues with us, but it's with all of existence. The world that we destroyed by our sin, the corruption that has happened. I think Paul says it groans waiting for the redemption of the sons of man. It says that's what's going to happen. We're the first fruits of God recreating and making everything brand new. And one thing I, I failed to mention is that he says that um, when our our desire is is conceived, then it it makes um, sin. So it's, it's when our desire, when we actually do the thing that we desire to do, which is evil, it, it that's sin. It's doing it is what causes sin. And then once sin being full grown, that means after some maturation, after sin has had its effect, death happens. It says it births death. But the opposite is about God. It says that what he does is he births life. See, us and our sin, what we do is we, we bring forth death. That's all we do. We birth death. But God, he births life. So if we trust in him, if we commit ourselves to him, if we, we endure in him, then we begin to do the thing that God does. We become life. And that's what he's promised us. So what is this saying about God? Well, first off, 
that God is not tempted by or does he tempt with evil? And then second is that he is good and only gives good gifts. That he is good and only gives good gifts. And then third, his nature never changes. So if if he's not tempted by evil and he only gives good gifts and his nature never changes, then what's the application? Is that we should trust that everything that God does is good, that everything that he says is true and he is faithful to that word. What does it say about man? Well, that we are our own worst enemy. Now, I know that, um, yes, Satan tempts with sin, absolutely. Demons tempt with sin, absolutely. This world is is just a world of sin. But I think that most of the time in our lives that we are lured away by our own lust and temptation, the nature inside of us, the sin nature. So how do we apply these things to our lives? I talked a little bit about applying to trust God in his goodness. But I think that we should just recognize the ultimate gift of salvation that God has given. You see, it talks about every good gift comes from God. And then it says, finally, it says that uh, because he will to bring birth to us by his word. That is the ultimate good gift. That's the ultimate recognition of God's goodness. And so, man, just think on your salvation. When you are tempted to say that God is not good or, or any capacity that God is bringing some type of evil on you, recognize the ultimate goodness that he pulled us out of sin. He pulled us out of death. He pulled us out of the evil and the muck that we placed ourselves in. And he gave us life. And then second, man, I I think that we should just remember, remember that love and that gift that he gives us and then let it and help us to endure. How about let us to walk through, help us to let it continue to motivate us to live the lives that God has called us to live. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.